Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. Woohoo! How's everybody Hello. doing today? Good, how are you? I don't know. Good, how are you? I just don't know. <laughs> don't know. No, it's just one of those days. Is summer still here? Is it over? You know, the seasons just confuse me sometimes, especially here in Chicago. So I don't know about you, but that's how I feel. That really confuse me. I feel like there's a pretty definitive start and end. Oh, come on. We didn't even have a spring here. Give me a break. Yeah, that's what I was talking to um, Melissa from Founders Group out in uh, California last time we were out there. And she's from this area. She goes, I, I was like, I like, I love spring and fall. She goes, you don't even get spring and fall. Right. So she told me, she's like, you just go winter, summer, winter, summer, winter, summer. I was like, that's so accurate. That's, that's what it is. There's right no on. transition, like a week, maybe, if we're lucky. Shout out to uh, Bill. Welcome back. Uh, yep. And uh, I will get a haircut, Bill. Thank you. Uh, and then, uh, Roger, I did miss you last week. So it's like, you know, you were in Chicago and I wasn't. It was just one of those crazy things. So, but I did miss you. But I'm glad to see you got in here today. So, anyway, welcome everybody to another episode of the Influence Factory where we help you generate your influence, right? One episode at a time. So we're going to want you to take away some cool things. And Kate, if they want to play with you on social, where do they go? On Twitter, of course, we'll be live tweeting um, Don's whole interview. So check us out on there at Get Social Jack using the hashtag Influence Factory. We're also on Facebook and on LinkedIn playing on all those channels. So um, speaking of LinkedIn, we actually just posted Bill's um, testimonial video from the last Social Jack event he was at. So make sure you look for those. Those will be sprinkled out into the socials as well. Yes, Bill Haas, an influencer in the recruiting space. So uh, make sure you check that out, the tech recruiting space. Hey, Shirley, how you doing? So uh, real quick, uh, we're also snapping and gramming out there too, right, Kate? I believe. Yeah. Yep, okay. absolutely. I, is that the right terminology? You know, sometimes I get that right, sometimes I don't. Yeah, I think it changes every five seconds anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> right. All right, cool. So welcome, everybody, to a new episode. And uh, Jackson, if people do want to check us out afterwards or listen in afterwards, what are their favorite channels that they can download this great podcast? Uh, we have YouTube, if you'd like to watch the recording and see our beautiful faces. Or not beautiful. It's all opinions. So then... <laughs> you can listen to the recording if you'd rather not look at us uh, on, uh, or if you're on the road, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, and SoundCloud. So make sure to check that out. Yeah, all right, for sure. And then, uh, so real quick, uh, well, you know that we're on the GoToWebinar platform currently, so uh, you can download the mobile app. Uh, you can also... Uh, you can also switch to audio. I know a lot of people dial in and they're on to lunch appointments and listening to us uh, audio via audio or the mobile app. Uh, you can also, um, uh, yes, thank you, uh, Shirley Miller, for that comment. Uh, we also want to know that you can find the questions area. So the questions areas where, you know, you will chime in just like uh, Roger, Bill, Shirley, and others are chiming in. Uh, and where you'll ask questions when we have Don on the area, you can ask any questions that you want or you know, before and after as well. And so to engage today, we have the subject of, I don't know if you have Netflix or whatever, but uh, we had the subject of binge watching. Now, not everybody does this, but a lot of people have a favorite show or program. So if you were going to binge watch, in case you don't, what would be the show that comes to mind? You can go far back as you want. Like I like to still watch X-Files and shows like that, but what's your favorite binge watch? Type that in right now. We're sort of curious what your favorite shows are now jackson what is it for you so i mean it's so hard to pick but it's always gonna be probably either how i met your mother or brooklyn 99 so ah, i got it yeah kate how about you uh i have a lot i only watch netflix so um how i met your mother is up there as well as the office and new girl and friends and I could probably go on, but I'll stop there. They're all good. Those are all good ones, too. Oh, I've seen them. They're so good. Yeah. What's that They're one with the- that Shameless, which is one of right. my favorites, too. I forgot that one. 
I will say Oak for a Island. While. I've never heard of Oak Island. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. So yeah, it's definitely good. What's your? You said X Files. Yeah, X Files for me. And then what's that one with the creek? That's pretty funny. Oh, uh, Shit's Creek. Yeah, there you go. I didn't want to cuss here. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, the way it's spelled, it isn't, but right. it's just someone's last name. Right, exactly. It's, it is funny, though. All right. Oh, here's uh, – oh, uh, Bill says uh, – oh, it's the History Channel, The Mystery of Oak Island. There you go. So that's oh. There you go. Nice stuff. Okay, learning. Always be learning, like here at Social Jack. So speaking of learning, you guys have full access to the Academy, so we always want to encourage you to log in. You can get the episodes there as well, but you also get downloads, you get news, you get worksheets, you get all kinds of cool things. So make sure you log in on a regular basis and you can meet each other. So make sure you go in there. There's groups, social selling. It's a social network. Uh, there's all kinds of cool things. And uh, uh, like I said, forms. And then as we have workshops and classes that we're announcing here shortly that you will have special discounts. And sometimes if you get in early enough, you will get free access to those workshops, both online and physically here in the Chicago office and in other cities. So welcome to everybody on that. Um, so real quick on news, I do not have any of the news pulled up. So you guys are going to have to do some work today. So uh, Kate, we'll let you kick it off. First story. Awesome. So the first article is why businesses cannot afford to ignore Pinterest for traffic and engagement. Um, I really like this. And this was actually recently something we were just talking about with one of our clients is should they be on Pinterest? And the answer is yes, if you have a product that's visually appealing. So if you're in food or fashion, um, made me think of Julie Clark. She sells jewelry. She's on this podcast a lot. Um, people that have something tangible that they can sell that's pretty, right? Because Pinterest now has these boosted pins. I don't know if you're on Pinterest a lot, if you see them, but I get them all over my Pinterest feed. So similar to Instagram or Facebook paid ads, it's a promoted pin that can help retarget um, customers based on the audience segmentation. And so according to this new study from 2016, 93% of pinners use the platform to plan or make purchases. We see a huge spike at Christmas time when people are gift, um, you know, gifting and planning their Christmas gifts and stuff. So great time to be using those promoted posts if you have a good tangible product. Yeah, I'm going to go one yeah. step further too. Hold on. So uh, sorry about that, Jackson, but um, I used it a ton and I'd like to explore it again. Maybe Kate is we always had um, we would do, you know how we've been doing more and more uh, infographics and things like that. So anything educational or yeah, educational, we would also uh, link to our videos and have instructional diagrams on there. And uh, now that you can promote, yeah, go ahead, Jackson. I was I was gonna say that that I I have actually I've found a lot like not even our old stuff but stuff that people are currently posting, um, and they they definitely post a lot of infographics on there and things like that. That's where I find a lot of good ones. Sometimes I'll even find ones and they link to the article that it's attached to. So the ones that we talk about, I, sometimes I find them on Pinterest. But yeah, that's definitely a great way to share information and link back to a page, but pull them in with the appealing graphic. So I think that's very cool. So, <clears throat> so those of you delivering education can actually uh, make it visual education, as long as you can do that. So there's an episode uh, in Social Jack uh, that's called um, Lean Social. I wrote it several years ago, and we've delivered it quite a few times uh, at workshops, but it has to do with addressing this, like, you know, how do you not get overwhelmed? You know, we mentioned our top three channels. I mentioned Snapchat and Gramming. Uh, we we do a, a good job at that, mostly uh, kicks up a little bit with events and other activities. But Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, Kate, right, for the most part, are our main channels. Yep, that's pretty much where we play the most. Yeah, and so, you know, you have to balance whether you have a team or it's just yourself, you have some automation, or maybe we're helping you with social media, is you do have to determine where your audience is and, and where's best to play. And Don's going to cover that when we bring him on here in a few minutes. But uh, good grab, Kate. I'm, I'm always curious about Pinterest. And we actually had somebody on the SMSS yesterday that used to work at Pinterest. So I, I, there were some interesting oh, yeah. stat, stats on that, yes. too. Really cool. Yeah. Um, Jackson, you're up next. 
Yep, so uh, 30 very important YouTube SEO statistics. This one is an infographic. I found it through social media today. I did not find it through Pinterest, so I don't have that connection for <laughs> you guys today. But they are on today. Pinterest because I follow but them. They are, yeah, they are on Pinterest. I do. I follow them as well. So, But YouTube, you know, as we all know, that's the number one uh, video platform in the world right now. So if you were to look up a video, odds are you're going to go to YouTube and not some other third-party website. But this, you know, I, this one really talks about you know, how to get to the top and, you know, what causes that, how, how that happens. And you, I was really surprised to read that it there's not really that much of a correlation between strong keywords on your videos. It's more about the content in the videos driving people to view those videos and getting them to comment on those videos. And the comments, the, the number of content uh, comments actually uh, – shows it shows where you rank so the more comments especially more positive comments you're yeah. going to get ranked higher it's all about the engagement they're they're really moving towards that social network feel and you know it, it's showing that you know youtube is you know understanding the video content more than just keywords so i think that's a really cool thing to move and that's just one of 30 very important you know youtube seo uh, uh, statistics that I'm going to share with you because I, there's so many I could go into this forever, but uh, yeah, we'll, it'll uh, be in the it'll be in the resource center for uh, for you guys later. So if you guys want to check that out, but I yeah, definitely we'll, recommend it. Very yeah, very cool, very cool stuff. We'll send out a link to that article. The other uh, thing that was interesting, and Kate, I don't know if it was our last guest or if it was uh, our social media strategy summit uh, event yesterday, but what was interesting is people are noticing that uh, that YouTube is not counting views uh, unless you're on YouTube. So those of you that create windows into YouTube from your website, um, even though we want to play that content on our website with a player like that, it's uh, not kicking your views up. So there's always this dynamic where just like LinkedIn with their links that take you off of their page, they sort of penalize you for that. Um, where you have uh, YouTube uh, being even, you know, played in other platforms, they really want you on YouTube is where they're counting your views. So it's really an interesting, weird game here that we have to play with social to do that. Yeah, so. no, and I love that you mentioned that because if you have a YouTube video on your homepage, your landing page, we deal a lot with that with clients, make sure that it auto um, clicks to open it up in a new tab. So that way you get the view on YouTube, but you don't lose the place on the page and they can easily navigate back. So I like that you added that. Also going off that YouTube topic, um, I like that Jackson said about the comments that yeah. help boost it in SEO as opposed to the tags, because I feel like people get so spammy with the tags they'll add anything in that's trending and you'll find a video it has nothing to do with that so i really like where they're going with this very cool article yeah right on right on right on right on okay everybody well uh with that being said i've got a, a short lesson here so i'm going to go ahead and launch a poll um in terms of uh, some of the classes that we have coming up uh, these are the next four uh, we want to put you on a waiting list so there's no obligation it's just we'll contact you first personally uh, which classes do you want to take? Influencer development, social streaming and video monetization, uh, professional branding, or LinkedIn social selling? Click on the ones that you want to be on the waiting list for. So real quick, on a quick lesson, those of you that have been through our Social Jack class know that everything has the premise of what we say uh, 20 minutes a day. So what I want you to look at is what I have up on the screen here is our worksheet. Now, I want to cover, uh, you know, one of the things Don's going to talk about is how to get unstuck. We just talked about overwhelm. We talked about other things related to social media and some of the games and tricks. And so we're here to always constantly educate you about this. But I want you to think about two important factors. And I know you've heard it before, but repetition is the mother of skill. So I want you to always think that before you log into, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, you're logging into an event, you know, treat it as an event. When you go to an event, you're specifically targeting certain people that you want to meet. 
treat LinkedIn and social media no differently. So what, the, what we have on this goal sheet here is that when you log in on a Monday, you're coming out with two appointments, two referrals. What's your plan? Who is it with? Make sure you hold that same intention and you will definitely reduce your waste time factor in social media. So uh, with that being said, uh, I want to bring on uh, my longtime friend and, and uh, ally in the social media space, Don Stanley. He used to work with wild wolves. I heard he was uh, raised by wolves. Uh, he was a, a dog trainer and currently has two labs. He loves CrossFit, has consulted companies in seven continents. Wow, just like us. That's awesome. We're global. Uh, and an honorary commander with the 115th Fighter Wing in Madison. Don, welcome. Glad to have you on. I am super excited to be here. It is fantastic to see you and the whole Social Jack community. Yeah, thanks, man. And uh, before uh, earlier, we were talking about, uh, you know, we have different uh, fans on with us. We have some Milwaukee fans and Cubs fans and other fans. And we were talking a little bit about bears, which is easy to poke fun at us. But we have this amazing <laughs> race going on now uh, in the Central with the Cubs and the and the Brewers. So, uh it's pretty exciting and fun all at the same time, you know, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those weird people that I'm actually, I grew up in Milwaukee, so I'm a Brewers fan by nature, but I like the Cubs and the Cardinals. So I am really, I don't know what happened. I've got, you know, maybe it was the Wolves raising me incorrectly, but, but it's a very fun year for the for a competitive race in the Central. Yeah, there you go. Tracy says all great speakers are from Madison. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> and I've been to Madison and I've returned from Madison. So essentially I'm from Madison. So there you there go. You go. So, yes, you're definitely an honorary <laughs> member of our community. <laughs> all right. We even have a Red Sox fan with us. We love the Red Sox because Absolutely. Theo Epstein came from the Red Sox. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Love Theo Epstein. Absolutely. Yeah, right on. All right, folks. So uh, as we dig in here, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, cut the window here, and then you can resize uh, our window so you can actually um, you can actually uh, see a little bit more uh, of us if you choose to do that or uh, just listen in. But so Don, as we um, as we look at this, you know, with you heard me talk a little bit about making a decision, and I think uh, I don't know. Give me your viewpoint on how uh, people get stuck even deciding about social media because that's even on you heard us talking about it transparently here we think about it too so what does that look like it, it you know and it, that's the cool thing about one i took down a ton of notes as you guys were uh, doing the introduction it was a fantastic tips and insights and one of the challenges is this idea of input and output and somebody told me this a while ago as they said uh, have you ever heard of the term information overload? And I said, yes, I have. And they said, you know what? There's no such thing as information overload. And I said, what? He goes, yeah, it's not information overload. What it is is filter failure. So your filter is so wide open, you're inputting from all of these sources and you know a ton of stuff, but what are you doing with what you know? And so I call it squirrel syndrome, and I'm definitely in the category of uh, squirrel chasers, like my labs, you know, you chase 15 squirrels at once, you catch none, is having the discipline to figure out how can you get yourself with a business objective, as you talked about with that LinkedIn strategy, how can you get yourself to actively pursue one goal at a time? And pursue that in a very uh, strategic way to see and experiment if a particular social network or a particular strategy on a social network is even worth your time. Because there's a lot of great things out there. But as you, as you guys pointed out talking about Pinterest, I absolutely love Pinterest, yeah, one of my too. favorite networks. But is it the highest value use of my time? And, and you know, you have to figure out some type of structure to be able to determine if it is or not. And that's what's one of the things we're gonna talk about today. Yeah, and I think of it, um, you've heard me use the analogy of, of social media being an event. It's I almost think of it like, you know, you and I speak at a lot of associations and chambers and breakfasts and all kinds of groups. And, and you can only sort of hold a certain number of communities. You can't join every chamber. You can't belong to every association. And yet, you know, I almost have like this FOMO when I leave and I'm like, wow, that was a really good place. 
I want to come back and I want to know these people and be a regular. And yet I can feel myself in, you know, from an intelligence standpoint going, you must leave that thought behind. You'll be back next year. <laughs> oh, so you speak it, speak it. Man. <laughs> I hear it. And, and, and it's a cool thing, you know, with you guys talking about this because everybody suffers from it to some degree. So one, you know that it's there and you know that it's not abnormal, but two, then the, then the, uh, next step is to think about what do I really choose to do with my time and yeah. how how do I end up spending that time? So one of the things that I that I have all of my students read because I teach courses at the University of Wisconsin at Madison um, and I also have all of my clients read one of the first items I give them as an assignment is the article by Kevin Kelly and it's called 1000 True Fans. And the idea, Kevin Kelly, for those of you who might not know him, he's the founding editor of Wired Magazine. And right. he that article was the one that if you've ever heard of Tim Ferriss, who wrote the four-hour work week, Ferriss credits with helping him really get focused. And the idea is that if you go small and narrow or niche or niche, however you want to say it, you are going to, in the long term, build a community of rabid members that with social media are going to become part of your sales force and the only way to do that is by going small the bigger and the more things we try to do the more scattered our energy gets and if you do that you're going to end up never getting enough traction to see the business value so that's one of the first things i always have people do is check out that article and really absorb what its key lesson now the cool thing is i always tell my clients who are afraid of the fear of missing out hits us all uh you know but if i go really narrow what about all those other people i want to help you know and I'm, I'm just as guilty as anybody else thinking that and then i always say have you ever heard of a little small online bookseller called amazon and the answer is of course how many people go to amazon to buy books now right if, you know but but they started out and they got their proof of concept and they built a huge fan base of book selling or book purchasers and they proved that people would buy online and then they started adding things that the book purchasers were interested in and then they were able to expand it to being much bigger and you know being the behemoth they are now so the idea is when you take care of that small niche audience it doesn't mean you're stuck there forever you can expand and grow but if you don't do that you're going to be spinning your wheels um, and I know I've done it personally uh, and I've seen clients do it as well. So, so when do you know, you know, so then when do you know it's okay to, to, you know, jump to the next thing? Because like we've been helping, you know, trusted business advisors for over a decade, you know, and so there's a, there's a group that fall in there and, and, you know, they're, you know, hate to say it, uh, love all you guys out there, but it's like sometimes they're just slow to go. So the consultants and the advisors that are in marketing, of course, they're more like, you know, that's us, right? But, you know, you've got, uh, I used to work in accounting. I came out of Merrill Lynch. It's financial, um, uh, the M&A world, uh, you know, and now it's, you know, blockchain, fintech and all the cool stuff around it, but that's more technology. So as you look at this, it's almost tough to wear, these industries morph and you walk into them and there's seven industries inside an industry. So, so then it, it's almost, it's still as tough to grasp on to, do I just stay with accountants or do I, you know, am I sort of serving FinTech, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So what's your thought on that? Yeah. So, so I, I look at it as a balancing between a couple of factors. Factor number one is what is the thing that I am most into? Um, so, you know, uh, it, it's the component of the passion that if you can be really enthusiastic and believe in what it is you're talking about and what it is that you're selling, people get that. They get the slimy salesperson and they can pick that up right away where somebody's just pushing a product. But if somebody really believes in it, I think that is a huge advantage. So first, what are you really interested in? And then two, what is the niche audience that's going to pay for that? Because just right. being passionate about something, you know, I'm passionate about CrossFit, but nobody's ever going to pay me to do it just because, you know, there's not a market for somebody of my ability to, 
to be doing that. So that I look at that too. So what am I most interested? So that's how I got into the personal branding component in particular is I found that I really love video and I think video beyond a shadow of a doubt is the best way to differentiate and let people meet you and get to know you before they ever physically meet you in person. And that helps work as a pre-screening tool to determine for a potential customer, do they even want to, do they like, you know, they might say, hey, Don and Dean, their hairdos don't work for me, you know, <laughs> but, but, but they, they can see something and interact with us. And, and then, so, so that was one thing. And then the second thing that I looked at is, well, is there a market for personal branding? And for me, the way to truly differentiate in any commoditized industry is by the person who is doing the selling. If you can be helpful, real, and of value to somebody, they become a fan, not just a customer. And so if you can do that, big corporations have all kinds of legal and corporate structure that prevents right. them from being as nimble. So that's where for me, while I love working with big businesses, medium and small businesses have really become my niche because there you have the flexibility to do Facebook Lives and Facebook Live shows, to do webinars, to do things like that. So I said, okay, I'm passionate about this area. I truly believe that if you can present yourself as who you really are and what you really offer, you can differentiate. Oh, and there is a market of businesses that are looking to differentiate from those selling just on price. And so, so it took a little bit of time to think about that, but I think that's what you need to do is look at what segment, you know, if it's the accountants or if it's the tech people, whoever it is, that yeah. you're most passionate about serving and then see what it is that you can offer them so they see value in following yeah, no, that's excellent. And so you, it was interesting as you were talking about the the personal branding. You and I uh, approached this a couple of different ways. And uh, when I was running the poll on what people want to learn about personal professional branding, was the number one response. Then social selling, then social, then social streaming, video monetization, and then influencer development. But what's funny is personal branding is developing your influence. And so people still haven't oh, come to grips with um and and this is sort of an interesting dynamic and i think this is some might be some of the stuckness in social is the fact that we don't want to acknowledge ourselves to others or there's a whole psychology here um so i'm going to ask professor to professor what you, what's your analysis here of yeah. of like you know how um, sort of how you see that and do you see a shift in how people are behaving around that Yes. So the one this, that's a great question, and I and I think you kind of nailed a few key points there. The first thing we have to remember is that all of the power for the pretty much is with a customer. So if I go online and I do a search to find out about purchasing a product, and I don't find what I want, what do I do? I keep searching, right? Right. I keep. I I go until I find something I want. A traditional salesperson, what they're going to say is, I don't want to put too much out on the internet because if I put it too much out, I'm going to potentially lose a sale. The customer is saying, I want to know everything so I know whether or not I can trust you to call you. So the idea is, and this comes from the Google Zero Moment of Truth study, which is about 80% of a purchase decision is made before somebody ever reaches out to a salesperson or a company. They're doing their research online, and if you're not giving them things of value, guess what? They're not even going to consider you as a place to do business with. So what you have to be thinking about is you have to put your customer hat on and think about, you know, you don't need to give away a price list. You don't need to do anything like that, but you need to give people a sense of you're there to help and serve first, and by serving, you can ethically sell to them. So so the way the way that I approach that is that when you go on and you're doing video, when you go on and you're doing things that help to educate, you remember you're not going on for yourself. I know very few people who are like, man, I love to be on screen. Almost every one of my clients, and I'm sure you've experienced this, like, I don't yeah. want to be on screen. Nope, nope, hide me, hide me. But I tell them, you're not going on screen for yourself. You're going on screen for your customer. If I could give you a face-to-face -face meeting with 300 people right now would you take it? And they're like, of course I would. I'm like, that's what Let's you're doing do digitally. <laughs> exactly. So you get out of your own way and you realize that it's a way to pre-squaring. Because the other thing I'll often get is, especially with the personal branding component is, well, what if I scare somebody away? 
and I'll say, have you ever chased a client that you knew wasn't the right fit, but you chased them, and almost always you chased them because you know you needed a sale? Be honest, and they'll say yes, and they'll say, how did that work out for you? Well, they were a horrible client, I, you know, it, was, it wasn't worth it. And I'll say, we've all done that. So that's where our personal brand and our digital marketing, when I loved how you set out that structure of thinking of, you know, when you're going on LinkedIn, that you're, you're going to a place, you're putting that content out there to be your first level salespeople to pre-screen good leads. You let people determine whether or not they're a good fit. And if you're not a good fit, great. Don't waste your time chasing bad fits. Think of that 1,000 true fans, cycle back to that and serve those people like mad with the idea that eventually, as uh, Jackson was talking about, where comments and everything make a big impact on YouTube, well, if people are sharing your LinkedIn posts, they're putting out recommendations, they're sharing your Facebook stuff, that is the best sales force in the world, and that's what we're working towards. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's it's interesting. So, um, Jackson's uh, production group. We handle um, I don't know, you know, close to I would say uh, 400 digital events like this, streaming events a year. But but the the on-premise events I think is up to almost 30, 40, somewhere up there. It's a lot. So uh, so what we do is is uh, you know not just the social streaming, but we'll have where we have uh, do testimonials and promo videos and we'll tell people you know this is your chance to do a promo video and i cannot tell you what it's like it's like herding cats sometimes we have to have a partnership it's a strategy it's a tactic we make a pre-list of, of people we get the speakers and employees to set the example you know and jump in front and and we're giving the people the opportunity. We're we're getting funded for them to pay to do a video to show it to the world. And yet they just they're like, oh, I forgot. But you can tell they just don't want to do it, you know. And I'm just like, 100%. how can you not do this? We're coaching you. We're we're telling you exactly what to say. You know, repeat yeah, what I say. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's 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 amazing how you know. And again, I think part of it is when you're in front of a camera the first time or two or three or four. You know, I don't know anybody who says, "Man, I love how I look on camera. I love how my voice sounds." I don't know a single person. I'm lucky enough where some of my clients are NFL athletes, NBA athletes, Olympic gold medalists, people that you think they always have their stuff together. They're always super confident. And the answer is no, they're not. It's what they've learned to do is to get over themselves and realize right. they're not going on camera for themselves. They're going on for those customers just like them who want to be able to access helpful slash sales content anytime, anywhere at their convenience. And if you're not willing to take the time to do digital, I mean, YouTube, oh my gosh, the opportunities on YouTube are just phenomenal. As Jackson pointed out, you know, the number one video site in the world and it's not even close it's also the number two search engine in the world mm -hmm. so when you combine the number one search engine google with the number two search engine youtube youtube owned by google you want to stand out shoot that video let dean and his team help you out and coach you through because when you do that you're meeting people where they want when they want to find you in a way that they want to build that they want to see you to build rapport and at the same time you're creating content that social and search is going to really appreciate and love. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, that's awesome. How, um, where else do you see people getting stuck? I think the, the biggest thing is they try to do too many things at once. So the strategy that I use with my clients is a pretty simple one. And I really just started examining my own life because I kind of am ADD, like I love new things. I love chasing and figuring out what's happening, where things are going. And what it was, the problem was, is I started trying to do everything all the time. And I, and I sat myself down and I said, okay, Don, if you were your own client, what would you say? And I would say, you have a horrible social media strategy because all you're doing is chasing everything. So, okay, next thing, what would I say? And I started breaking it down and I actually learned this from uh, Zig Ziglar. I got a chance to see him once. And uh, he was talking about how he was overweight. And if anybody ever had a chance to meet Zig Ziglar in person, he wasn't a big guy and right. he, he was like bouncing off the walls of energy. And he said, right. you know, at one point I was 50 pounds overweight. I'm like, 
<laughs> right? No he, was, he was a skinny <laughs> Southern man when yeah, I met him. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I said, you know, well, what did you do? He goes, well, what I set out by goal was, was I set out a goal that I was going to lose 50 pounds in a year. And it never happened because who can stay focused for a year? So luckily he had a business partner slash wife who was smart enough to say, well, Zig, let's let's make it smaller. And he said, okay, after six months, if I want to lose 50 pounds in a year, how many pounds do I have to have lost in six months? 25 pounds. Huh. Okay. That's still big time to stay focused, a big time to, you know, not cheat. So he said, well, where would I have to be in three months? And it was, the answer was 12 and a half pounds. They said, well, how many weeks in general are in three months? Well, 12. So it's essentially a pound a week I have to lose. A pound is 16 ounces. You divide that by seven. Really, every day, all you have to do is lose two, two ounces. What ended up happening was in the course of like five months, he ended up losing the weight and kept it off for the rest of his life. And I started thinking about that. I said, well, what if instead of saying we're going to make 2018, 2019 the year of Facebook video, because there's no way I'm going to stay on track with just Facebook video. What if I said at the end of the year, my core goal is to be using business to, or video to clearly drive business leads and business sales? What were I, where would I need to be in six months? Well, in six months, I'd need to be really good and competent with video. I'd have to know the production process and I'd have to know the shooting process, et cetera. Okay, well, where would I need to be in three months? And then what I do is I reverse engineer that with my clients. And so what we do is we set Q1 goal, which is for the first three months, we're going to focus on video for Facebook. Q2 goal, Facebook for YouTube, you know, phase three, uh, Instagram TV and phase four, whatever it is. And the idea is my clients, I'll say, okay, if you're really worried about getting lost on Instagram TV or missing out on that opportunity, you know, what if you waited three to six months to get started on it? Would that kill your business? The answer, of course, is no, it wouldn't. Right. What it means is you just short-term delay. So mentally what that did for me and then did for my clients is, okay, let's write down every opportunity, but then slot it so that we don't get off track of Facebook video, for example, for Q1. And then we can add in Instagram TV for the next quarter if we really want to chase it. And then I've got a process that I use and I'm happy to explain it more. But the idea is you take that goal and you break it down. And then when something new comes up on Pinterest and you're like, man, I heard you talk about Pinterest. This looks so cool. You're like, but until September, I said, I'm going to focus on video. I'm going to write down, check out Pinterest in October. But I said, this is what I'm going to do. So focus back. So it does take a level of discipline, but the idea is, I do everything with my clients in 90-day increments, and at the end of those 90-day experiments is actually what I call them. We can see if we want to expand, stop the experiment, or move on to something different. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You say that our uh, influencer development program is 90 days, and it's designed just that to give them sort of a, a journey of eight steps and and at the end of that journey what do they like that's working best for them and mm -hmm. um you know and i never thought about it that way till you said that you know but we wanted to have a measurable chunk where we could gain success or determine if that person was even going to be invested in themselves or you know what does it look like after the 90 days is, is what we help them with and it's just interesting um again how many people even during the 90 days, you know, they're all in, you know, for the first week or two. And then they, uh, they lose the commitment to themselves, which, Absolutely. you know, we all do, you know, it's like, it's, you know, like the 50 pound thing. So it's interesting. Well, it's, the other one that I do uh, is I always share the, and it's, it's an old financial planner trick. And it's the, uh, I can give you a million dollars today or I can give you a penny a day that doubles every day for 31 days. Oh, right. And everybody always says, you know, I'm going to take the penny a day that doubles every day. And I'll say, well, why? And they'll say, because at the end, I think it's going to be more. And so I play the game and, and, and I say, and I side by side, I have this graphic, you know, after, at one day you have a penny or a million dollars. Okay. Feeling okay. You know, you're like, okay, I took, pick the penny. I'm good. At 11 days, you have $10 and 74 cents if you took the penny or a million dollars. At day 21, you have $10,000 or a million dollars. 
And then by day 31, you have $10.7 million. But the idea is between day 10 and day 20, when do most people quit their New Year's resolutions? In that window, because that's in the military, that's called the embrace the suck time. You're doing these daily small actions and they're not showing a huge return and you want that million dollars. You want that viral video. You want you know, $50,000 in clearly trackable sales. But the winners are the people who just like Zig Ziglar focused on the two ounces a day. You focus on doing that small consistent action at least for 90 days. I love that you guys have your for 90 days because then you can assess after 90 days, is this working or not? And if it's not, switch. But more often than not, what you're gonna find is that you start to gain real traction after 30 days of doing something. And then you start to see the exponential progress and you get, it totally gets you unstuck because you start seeing results. You start seeing benefit. You're not just going on and doing something just to do it because Don and Dean said to do it. You're doing right. it because you're seeing business value start to come in. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, um, transitioning to, you know, sort of the, you know, so you pick your platform and then the next thing that always comes up, well, you know, how often should I do that? And, you know, the, there's always that mystery of like, you know, how much time should I spend on doing that? You know, so where do you go with that? You know, when you start to get to the content piece of it. So what I, what I do is I leave, let, so let's say, for example, what you guys were talking about, you have LinkedIn, Instagram, and or is it LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook are your big three? Yep. Okay. Yep. So let's say we were working together. What I would say is let's put two of those platforms on autoplay, keep them exactly as they are, and let's invest a bit of extra time, and it could be 20 minutes a day, into one of the other platforms. So we're going to go harder on, for example, Facebook video. And so for the next 90 days, what we'll do is we're going to dedicate ourselves to testing out if we did many, many Facebook lives, where would that extend us? So what I try to do is I know if I tell a client we're going to spend one to two hours a day on something, they're not going to do it. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like if you say, Don, and yeah, right. Dean, you need to go to the gym one to two hours a day. I'm like, you know, dude, I have a life. You know, I've got kids. I've got a wife. I've got. I can't do that. Give me something that fits in. And so what I'll do is I will specifically design activities with that client around that penny a day or the two ounces a day. So I'm looking for small but consistent activities. So it can be as little as 10 minutes a day, right. uh, but it, but it's focused. I, I don't need big. So for example, like what I would, what I'm doing with a client right now is we set up a private Facebook group. And every day for this month, they're going on and they're shooting a short Facebook Live video. And we critique that video. We spend maybe 30 minutes total in terms of creating, planning, executing, and critiquing. And as they get better at that, that time is going to go down because they're just going to be able to pick up their phone and, and go for it. Um, but what we look at is, is what is the smallest amount of intense focused activity that's going to move the needle? So I look at like, you know, 10 to 20 minutes a day on the new activity, keeping everything else consistent is, is the way to go. Again, if you want to go bigger and you want to go deep, fantastic. But if I, I found that that doesn't work for any of my right. clients. It just, yeah, I was just going to say something's going to show up, right? Life shows up, something's going to show up and, and really knock you off that track. So I want to sort of hear from... Uh, our, our listeners out there in terms of at least those that are on live with us, like, like, what are you getting out of this for you? Like, what's one thing I always, I, I, you know, we always ask people at the end and I'm thinking like, what's the one thing that you're going to do differently? And, um, you know, for me, I'm thinking, uh, I've got this, uh, this insanely, uh, and if you have questions for Don, type those in too, but I'm thinking I have this insanely, uh, you know, knack of, uh, you know, moving my writing block, you know, like I have my commitment of my writing block, but it's not really a commitment because I'm the one that sort of cheats on myself and then I move it around and then some, some weeks it just doesn't happen. So, um, so I'm thinking about for myself is like, maybe I just need a smaller block. I mean, when we were first teaching blogging, we would have people just do five minutes, you know, just let's do, let's see what we can do in five minutes you know so you get a title and a paragraph and then next thing you know the next five minutes came easier so i almost feel like you're saying that like pick a manageable Absolutely. 
easy, doable chunk. Throw it in a spot that you're not going to compromise, and 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 master that little piece, right? Absolutely. And and one of the things that that I do that's a tactic is the, the still, especially if you're feeling stuck, the best thing to think about is how can I help somebody by providing a good answer, as though somebody has walked into my office and sat down and said, Don, can you tell me about blank? And so what I do with my clients is I say every day what we're going to do is you don't have to share this. You don't have to do anything with anybody but me. I'm going to have you write down questions that you get asked. And what I want you to do is I want you to imagine the person that's sitting across from you. And every day I want you to record a three to five minute response. So Don Stanley here. And one of the questions I was recently asked is what is the value of Facebook Live and should I consider using Facebook Live? Well, I'm going to quick give you an answer and then just talk it. Don't analyze, don't do anything, but keep it to about five minutes. What I do with that uh, is then I have this client take that video and if it's good, we can potentially use it. But if it's not, we get it transcribed, which becomes the written content. I way overanalyze when I write. I want to write a PhD thesis and I think everybody's better at writing than me and I, you know, I get stuck in my own head. So what I found is that when I talk to clients, if my writing is the same as when I talk to them, there's a congruency and a trust that, that's built up. So tactically what I do is I say, you know, for five minutes a day, put this on your calendar, make it non-negotiable and put it early in the day where you're we're gonna, gonna record an answer to one question. If you mess up, just keep going as though a client's sitting in front of you and you stumbled, whatever. And then again, if that content is good, we can easily transcribe that, use the video for YouTube or somewhere else, but we can get it transcribed and put it as a written blog post if it's good, massage it if we need to. But the idea is that, you know, there are ways that I can guarantee we can help you get around yourself. Because everybody says, oh, I need it quiet to write. I need that's BS. No, you're just looking. Yeah. And I'm the same way. You look for excuses. So, you know, you don't have to do it. Right. So, so and that's the benefit of like what you guys do and what I try to do for my clients is we, our goal is to help you get out of your own way because you know what to do. You just if you overthink it, you just don't execute. And if I can get anybody to focus on anything for the last quarter of 2018, it would be focus on output and execution. Don't focus on input. Yeah, and and create that protective space. I think about you know how sometimes our content writers will tell them you know hey put your headphones in and and look at your screen. You guys can hang together, but you know this isn't chit chat time. This is you know and we have you know interns and things like that that are working with us. And so Kate's always working with that balance and managing that. But the idea here is that you're here to this block of time is dedicated for you to do the very best job you can for your client or yourself or your career, you know, and, and honor that. And, and I'll, you know, that'll be sort of a signal like today, you know, I was walking into Kate and there's times I can be totally disruptive because I have severe ADHD and I just need to talk to people sometimes. So, uh, so I'll be that person and then I'll see her put her headphones on and I'm like, okay, she's, she's in the zone. She's busy. I'm not going to talk at this moment or I'll try to, and she'll ignore me, but it's, it's all for good reasons, you know, but I think that's what more of us need to do in this noisy space and noisy environment is that, the internet is so disruptive and distractive and it's designed to be that way for advertisers and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I, I hear you saying is to be focused in smaller chunks and, and make a con you know, develop accomplishments so that you can continue to move. Absolutely. You know, on a productive yeah, don't space. be like me where I'm going to, where I, where I would traditionally, what I would do is I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to put down two hours a day and every day I'm going to wake up an hour earlier. I'm going to write for two hours first thing in the morning. And then the next day the dog throws up first thing in the morning and now I'm off my, I'm cleaning that up and I'm not getting going as fast as I want. And now it's like, Oh, well, no, I'll start tomorrow. And then something happens tomorrow. And then no, no, no. I'll Good just, God. Don't, don't do it. So small incremental consistent activity gets you unstuck and puts you in places that you would be amazed at where you could be in 12 months time. Yeah. Roger's dating himself. Like I do. He says, been a fan for decades. So uh, Tracy says uh, social, uh, her new plan is for social. What she wants to get, you know, things she wants to get done, pick one thing that really needs the focus, break it down to smaller parts 
to work on and actually get something done well. I think that's a great, great point, Tracy. Yep. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, I know that uh, uh, I, I like watching different motivational videos and stuff when I'm when I'm in a place where I don't want to do stuff, which is pretty much every day. <laughs> but one of my favorites is Will Smith right now, and I'm on a Will Smith kick, and he talked about how when he was a kid. Uh, his dad had him and his brother build a brick wall. And he said, you don't lay a brick down with the idea of laying, of building a brick wall. What you do is you lay that one brick as perfectly and as best as you can. And then the next brick, you focus on that next brick. You lay it down as perfectly and as best as you can. And when you do that, eventually you're going to compound and you're going to end up with this beautiful brick wall because his dad actually had him and his brother build a brick wall outside of his business when he was a kid still standing and it still looks amazing but the lesson was just if you do one thing with intense focus even for a short period of time every day and you even if it's 10 minutes even if it's five minutes man that is going to be in three to six months you're just going to be wow look at where i'm at and you won't even realize it big pushes just don't work. Yeah. So where do you stop? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, <how> do... <laughs> You're asking the Wait, that's guy. not our property line. That's not our property line. <laughs> I told you these things pop into my head. It's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, and where, where do you stop? Like for me, people, my kids will sometimes ask me this is, when are you going to retire? And it's like, I'm never going to because I always want to be of service. You know, people right. have always helped me and I want to be of service. So where do I stop? You know, there's always opportunity, especially in this, in our field, you know, new every day, different every day. The benefit to people like you and I who have ADHD is there's something that can attract us. And if we use it as a superpower rather than as a hindrance, we can oh, yeah. keep up with all of the things that are new and interesting and never get, ever, ever get bored. Right, right. As as we, uh, man, this time always flies when you and I are talking for sure. Um, as uh, as we look to wrap up, there's, um, you know, I sort of I sort of want to know. You mentioned a few people like Zig Ziglar, who I saw at the age of fourteen. By the way, it was really oh, cool. intimidating seeing him at a giant amphitheater, and my dad had some backstage passes, so it was pretty cool. Awesome. Um, and uh, and we were listening on cassette tapes after that, you know. So that was the cassette tape years. Um, so uh so with that you know who are some other names that come to mind you said will smith uh it seems like you know motivation and and maybe in the marketing space who are people that you follow and people that you tune into that you get some good value from out there uh one of my favorites and it's a requirement of all my clients and all my students uh, to start with is simon sinek's start with why video uh, it's one of the most popular TED Talks of all time. I'm a neuroscience geek on the side, ah, so it talks about yeah. how, yeah, it talks about how communicating your why is an unstoppable value for anybody in marketing and sales. Uh, there's an underlying assumption that it's always done with ethics. I don't think I need to say that to your audience, but some audiences I go to, I say that that is a great one. Um, Tom Bilyeu, who uh, B-I-L-Y-U-E, does a great show called Impact Theory. Uh, watch that a lot. And I've been on a huge Brene Brown kick. Um, if you have never watched Brene Brown, man, oh, she is awesome. And what she shows, B-R-E-N-E is her name, uh, is that when you are real in what you do, the ability, meaning talking about vulnerability, talking about challenges, you know, it used to be, hey, don't bring up anything about being unfocused, don't bring up, it's like, no, be real. And when you do that, the ability to connect with people on a deep human level that transcends business is unbelievable. So I love her stuff as well, her, some of my absolute, absolute favorite stuff. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, so, uh, and I, I do want to acknowledge and thank you for, for serving and you continue to serve with uh, being an honorary commander. Um, so that's pretty, that has to be pretty cool and rewarding for you as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So tomorrow I get to go hang out with some Navy SEALs and 65 fighter pilots up in uh, just north of where I am. And yeah, I geek out. <laughs> Stuff. But yeah, I do a lot of work still with <laughs> with the veterans communities. My dad was a Korean War vet and 
serving veterans and helping with reintegration, helping their families as well is, is something that I'm really, really passionate about. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. All right. Well, I'm going to bring uh, Jackson and uh, and Jimmy Z said you are a stud. So there you go. So Thank uh, you. Appreciate that. <laughs> you are as well. I'm going to bring uh, I'm going to bring uh, uh, Kate and Jackson back real quick. I have a poll up, folks. So if you do want to learn about something or are interested in something else uh, to help increase your influence, just click on that screen right now. And then um, next week, um, maybe uh, 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 Kate, you can tell us a little bit about Sean work coming up next week. It looks like he's the founder of Judicious. Yeah, so Sean is an SEO guy, really, really awesome guy, founder of Judicious, and we're really excited to have him on. Um, I was actually just tweeting with him and what he's going to be talking about a little bit about SEO. And, um, you know, we've had Joe on to talk about how to give you to the top of Google. But the cool thing that Sean does is he does an SEO scan of your website and he guarantees he can find an issue or he'll buy you a coffee. So um, <laughs> you can you have go. a lot of good tips to give us and I'm really excited to have him on. So make sure you tune in. Nice he looks so, a little like Joe. He looks a little like Joe. You know what I mean? Um, he looks just yeah, like he does. Slightly. He's got the same hair. Yeah, like, like yeah. yeah, it's like it's the like five o'clock shadow kind of scruff looking. And yeah, it's it's yeah. I hope he's like about the same height. Uh, we would never know. We've only seen Joe like three times. So. Right, exactly. Well, I've seen him more. You've only seen him three times. So. All right. So real quick, uh, everybody. So uh, a lot of you have typed in the one thing that you learned. And Don, we appreciate you so much. And so, Kate, what was your big takeaway with uh, for you? With what um. I just loved how he talked about um, the the input versus the output, how he kind of took that into a social media world. Um, I love that you made fun of me for putting on headphones when you came in earlier today to uh, distract me, but it's something that I really need to focus on. I have a ton of different clients and coaching clients and social media and scouting and drafting and all these different things that I'm juggling all the time. And so, yeah, I need to put that customer hat on and be thinking more openly about that. So I love how you put that into a uh, term that really spoke to me. Yeah. And, and, and I noticed you said you want to work on time blocking, which is funny. Uh, you know, when I say it, you know, it's not as meaningful, but when Don says it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my, my issue is that people that access my calendar don't pay attention to the time block. <laughs> there you That's go. That's an empathy thing from them. Yes, 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 Tom, we'll block, have a... When your time block doesn't work with Dean Delisle's time block, it's an issue. <laughs> we'll do a segment on that, okay? So we can do, uh, we'll do, yeah, a, we'll that, do a matching. That, that's <laughs> another segment for another time, Kate. <laughs> exactly, Jackson. What's your quick takeaway? My quick takeaway is I am so ADD. I get that so much, like what you were saying about just chasing everything. I'm always like, this looks really cool. And then I go down a rabbit hole and I'm like, no, 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 this looks really cool too. And I'm all over the place. But, you know, just thinking about keeping that in mind that I, I need to narrow it down, you know, and, and also that goes with, you know, time chunking and maybe, you know, being able to explore multiple things, just having the time set to explore those things separately. So I'm focused on one thing at a time. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure, for sure. So, uh, so Don, where, where do you want people to go to connect you? What's, what's the best channels to connect with you? Either, either Facebook or um, Twitter you can hit, but LinkedIn, I'm, I'm putting, I'm going personally, one of my experiments is much more with live video. I've been behind the camera for a lot of my clients and stuff and, one of the things that I'm looking to do as I test out some techniques and experiments myself is to put myself in the forefront on a few things. So Facebook is a good place for the next couple of months. I'll be doing quite a few Facebook lives and video over there as I experiment, play, and learn. Awesome. Cool. Awesome All stuff. Right. So uh, Jackson, who's our engagement winner today? Uh, Carlene Lewis. Oh, Carlene, congratulations. Gets a Starbucks gift card. And Carlene, what we want you to do is really um, 
really share something that you learned from Don today with uh, whoever you have that cup of coffee with or that tea or whatever you like to drink at Starbucks. So we hope you put that to good use and help educate and share your knowledge, newfound knowledge and best practices with others. Um, so Kate, any uh, social media tweets you'd like to talk about or? All right. So okay. with that. <laughs> um, we had Robert join the conversation. I'm losing yeah, you, Kate. Yeah. So I hear Robert. So I think Robert is potentially a winner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. There you go. All right. We'll, we'll Don, tweet it out. We'll tweet it out. Tweet it out. So you'll be, you got to tune into Twitter to learn who won. All right, everybody. Well, listen, Don, it was a pleasure having you. And um, thank you so much for being on. Always a pleasure. We always learn a ton. And um, with that being said, I will, uh, I will continue to connect and learn from you. And we will see you and everybody else online. Thank you again so much, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Take care.